Dan. Hello, Katie. Welcome, everyone, to Have You Ever Heard Of? A History Podcast. Where we talk about people from history you may or may not have heard of. You may have heard of them, you may not have heard of them, who knows. You've definitely heard of this one. Um, How are you? Not too bad, not too shabby. Good, how was your week? Um... <laughs> that good, huh? <laughs> A week like any other week. Yeah, mine too. Though stuff is starting to open up. As of when you're listening to this podcast, the museums, galleries and cinemas are open in the UK, which is fabuloso. I believe in the US, uh, there are people that listen to us in the US. People are now allowed to gather without masks and without social distancing if they have been vaccinated. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most of my family have been vaccinated. I have not yet. Have you? I have not, no. No, they haven't quite got to the 30s yet in in our borough, but soon. There's been lots in the news about whether or not you can hug. Big news, that is. Big news. I am pro-hugging most of the time, but I'm also okay to not hug because I get to hug Matt, so... (laughs) That's enough hug. That's enough hug hug action. (laughs) What other hugging do I need to do? Yeah, and as of Monday also, when you are all listening to this, or this week anyway, inside gatherings with your family are allowed to happen... Oh, yes. Which is great. So, that is great. Because it's going to rain all of next week. So <laughs> that's all of the fun. Yeah, we had brief sun, but now that's over. Yeah, the so sun is over. Summer's now. over. <laughs> it's only May and summer's already over. Um, should we get into it? Let's do it. Let's get right in. Get stuck in. You kind of gave me this idea last week. Really? I mentioned, no. maybe I should do that person, and then I just thought I should do that person. <laughs> this is a cheater one. This is cheating because we don't know if this person was actually real. And it's a bit like the Mulan one, in which I'm going to actually tell the history of the story, as opposed uh, to the person, yeah. because we don't know if they were real. I know who this is, I'm excited. <laughs> Have you ever heard of Mr. Robin Hood? I have, Kevin Cosner himself. <laughs> That is the best Robin Hood film, even though, obviously, he's American. And he's very American in the film, but I still love it. I think it's great. I have to give a big shout out to The New Adventures of Robin Hood, because my dad was in it. He was in three episodes of The New Adventures of Robin Hood. And if you've seen it, it is the cheesiest thing. It's actually filmed in (laughs) Lithuania. Is it? Yeah. My dad went to Lithuania for like a month to film it. Oh, that must have been fun. And... It is just hilarious. It's like the, the mighty little John and the wise Friar Tuck and the beautiful Maid Marianne. And it's just like, what is this? Anyway, big shout out to that. So, obviously the big question here is, was Robin Hood even real? So we're going to talk about like the candidates for like who Robin Hood could be. Cool. Most people link Sherwood Forest and Nottingham with Robin Hood. That's actually, as you'll see through this episode, not really, really? where he came oh, from. Lo- Nottingham love like Robin Hood. There's Robin Hood stuff everywhere. <laughs> yeah, just like key rings. And... So, the earliest version of the Robin Hood were in ballads, which is a similar to like Mulan. Oh, yeah. Handed down through, through word of mouth. We know there was one from 1377 called A Guest of Robin Hood. Robin spelt with a Y. It opens, Lithe and listen, gentlemen, that be of fair bore blowed, 
I shall tell of a good ye man, his name was Robin Hode. So H-O-D-E. Well, I guess it rhymes, so it's going to be Hode, but I guess it must have evolved from there. So it tells the story of Robin and three friends, Little John, Will Scarlet, and Much the Miller's son. They're making a meal in a forest, and Robin wants to wait for a guest to pass them, to join them. So they waylay a knight who is en route, and they ask him to join them. He does. And then they ask him to pay, which they hadn't mentioned. So this is their way of basically robbing him. Okay, then. And he is actually penniless, and he explains the reason. He has taken a loan from some monks to pay for his son's life, who had um, killed someone, and he is on the way to pay the monks, and he is very remorseful. And because he tells the truth, Robin lets him go. Not only does he let him go, but he gives him money, he gives him a good horse, clothes, and obviously the meal. And he sends little John to be his, like, guard. This sounds like reverse Robin Hood. Um, Kind of. This knight is like, he's not a... Remember knights aren't like noblemen? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of like a penniless guy. So. so in this story, Robin Hood isn't a nobleman. So in the modern story, he's like a nobleman who kind of decided to not be noble anymore. Mm-hmm. But in this, he is just, just a guy. Uh, just a guy. He's lowborn. And it's not based in Sherwood Forest. The location's actually Barnsdale in South Yorkshire. Okay. The outlaws living in Sherwood Forest were probably folded into the original Robin Hood story. But we'll come on to that. The ballad is actually very specific about the area, and it's near Wentbridge, if anybody out there is from Wentbridge. The writer must have known the exact place because it's very like detailed in his description. The line is actually in Robin Hood in Barnsdale stood. So <laughs> in Robin Hood Barnsdale stood is an interesting phrase because it became known as a phrase to mean something that's a well-established fact. Like how you would say is the Pope a Catholic? <laughs> in back in the 1300s they will still say in robin hood in barnsdale stood <laughs> like if you were like would well, you want a beer i would be like robin hood in barnsdale stood eh no way which is something that i really want to bring back into everyday speech a few miles down from that there is robin hood's well which is a landmark that is still visited by people today who celebrate robin hood and this is the first known mention of his name in a location. But obviously, as time goes on, so does the name. Between like 1377 and 1700, there were loads of places named after Robin Hood, including in London. There's one in, it's like a road in South London somewhere that's called like Robin Hood Way or something. I'm, uh, I'm just imagine, imagining Nottingham now, just going around, just like... Uh vandalizing all these places <laughs> <laughs> well you say that but 1700 was the first time it appeared in sherwood really that's really yeah. late like a like a location name so oh, yeah. interesting fact that so back to the story of the ballad so the abbot and monks of st mary's are hoping that the knight um robin helped won't show up and so they can 
like take everything and I don't know, I guess kill his son or something dark. Man. Because he only had like one day to pay. But they're shocked when he turns up and hands over the full £400. So Robin heads out to look for another guest for the dinner party and they find a monk from St. Mary's. One of those, is it one of those monks? One of those monks. One of those so, ones. The monk pleads poverty, but when they search him, they find he had £800 with him and the monk lied, so Robin takes his money. Because the knight was honest, he treated him well. Because this monk lied, he took the money. But in the ballad, there's no mention of him giving it to the poor. They're simply a group of highway robbers. The Robin of the early ballads is kind of grim. At one one story, he actually beheads a man and mutilates his face. Oh, jeez. That's not the Robin Hood we know and love. No. In the Middle Ages, we're more entertained by like, these vicious characters. <laughs> But why did he pick on the monk in particular and in other stories also, Men of the Cloth? St. Mary's does actually exist in real life in York. It's now a ruins. It looks really cool. We should go. I'll oh, show that. And the monks who ran it were politicians as well as being religious men. They controlled the wool trade, which was big money at that time. This wealth led to sleaze, greed and hypocrisy. And as an ordinary guy, Robin was seen as restoring true values with his viciousness. Ah, working class hero. Getting one over on the on the boss man. On the monks. <laughs> Those deadly monks. So, he and his men were brilliant archers, as we all know. And the Sheriff of Nottingham organised a competition to trap them. Is this still in the same first ballad? This is in the original ballads. Okay. Like, then. plural. So the sheriff knows whoever wins must be an outlaw, uh, even if they wear disguises. Mm-hmm. But of course, they always escape, and the story culminates in a fight between the sheriff of Nottingham and um, Robin Hood. I, I thought the early ones uh, were not in Nottingham, though. Like, they weren't set in Nottingham, the original ballad, but the sheriff of Nottingham is still his like nemesis. The whole oh, of the North okay, is like, involved in this story. Sometimes the sheriff would be beheaded with a sword, Sometimes he would be shot with a bow and arrow. Then the king, King Edward, according to the ballads, himself comes to sort them out, disguised as a monk to ensure his capture, but then sees that Robin is a loyal subject. He forgives him and takes him to into his service. However, you may be scratching your like chin at this because in the modern stories, they're set in the time of Richard the Lionheart, mm. not Edward. So the early story suggests that this is wrong. Also, there's more evidence to support the idea that Edward was the correct king. For example, the rise of the bow and arrow. This has become a common common sport and weapon during the Edwards, the first three Edwards reigns mm-hmm. I'm talking about. There were eight, obviously, but we're just talking about one, <laughs> two, and three at this point. It made ev- compulsory for everyone in the army to be a good shooter. And Robin was probably part of this culture, if he existed. <laughs> <laughs> Historians have looked into Edward 1 to 3, and only one of them would have come face to face with Robin. In 1323, Edward II went on a tour of the North, starting in Yorkshire and ending in Nottingham. Okay. This connects Robin to Edward II and to Nottingham and provides a good reason for him and his men being outlaws because there was a Lancaster revolt at the time. So this was the only time that the Sheriff of Nottingham was also in charge of Yorkshire 
So you mentioned mm. Nottingham. This is why Sheriff Nottingham is involved in his story. Oh, it's because at the time he was in charge of Yorkshire as well. So that's why he's pinned to, to Nottingham. Now that makes sense then. That's fair then. And other reasons, which we'll come to. <laughs> this also explains the knight, whose name apparently was Richard of the Lee, who is a recurring character, and he is from Lancashire. So this Lancashire revolt is like part of the story so basically the historians have done this amazing job of connecting the ballads to political history in england Mm. and kind of dating the ballads the first ballads so what did historians do they do what they did best and they looked at old dusty dusty books (laughs) so historians started looking for the real robin hood in medieval archives the first guy that they found was a man named robert hood he was in the court roles of Wakefield, living with a wife called Matilda. Robin, at this time, and now still, is a nickname for Robert, just in the same mm. way that Jack is a nickname for John. It doesn't sound exactly yeah. the same, but it just works for some reason. I mean, Katie is a nickname for me. My full name is Catherine, but some people call me Kate, some people call me Katie. My brother sometimes calls me Kitty. It's, you know, yeah, yeah. it's a whole thing. So this is the first person who could potentially be Robin Hood. He was a forester, and in the forester's kit, he would have had a bow and arrow. So that's another thing. Standard issue. And he was a rebel in the rebellion, and he actually lost his property as a result. So may have fled to the forest. Okay. So that kind of links up. But because of this, because of not having property, he disappears from the records in 1322. The ballad says that he was taken into the king's service for 15 months before he got too depressed and wanted to return to his former life, like, in the forest. And a year after the revolt, the king set off on a tour of the north, and this is where we enter our second potential Robin. So, potential Robin number two. Appears on the king's payroll, Robin Hood, spelt with a Y. Um, He's kind of like a bodyguard, like a valet. A heavy. But a year later takes a lump sum sum of five shillings because he can no longer work which ties in with the idea that after 15 months he was too depressed and he wanted to leave signed off with mental health issues yeah good work Edward II (laughs) through forward thinking of you better than some jobs (laughs) nowadays so could these two people actually be the same person Robert Hood might have gone into the king's service at the same time that Robin Hood appears on the king's payroll. So it could be that potential Robin number one and potential Robin number two are actually the same. the same person. It would have been really hard living out in the wilderness in medieval times. Water was hard to find, it was cold, and you needed all sorts of equipment. Bows and arrows and knives, and you need one of those like horns, like, <laughs> um, like you see in modern Robin Hoods. Also... Most of the people who did live out in the forests would probably have gone home in winter. So it wouldn't be that they were always out in the forest because it was so damn cold, especially in the north. (laughs) No, that's not going to be a good time. They would have died, essentially. So it could have been that this Robert, Robin guy, was indeed in the forest for some of the time, but then went home to his wife Matilda in the winter. Okay, so what about the Merry Men? In the earliest version, it doesn't have the same men. We have Little John, but no Friar Tuck. Okay. He comes later. Real outlaws did have very small groups, so it's quite realistic that there would only be four of them at that time. 
Little John, according to modern stories, joins Robin after fighting him on a bridge. Okay, then. But in the early stories, no such fight happens. So they do do that in the the Kevin Costner Prince of Thieves one. Yes, they do. But not in the ballads. He and Robin, Little John and Robin, are more equal in in kind of Mm -hmm. partnership in the ballads. There's a story that he's actually buried in this town called... Hathersage in Derbyshire so some people assume he actually came from there like he went back to be buried there but the ballad says he comes from more near Beverly so depends what you want to believe and his real name according to the early stories is Reynold Greenleaf there are records in 1318 and 1323 of John the Little being charged with some crimes in Wakefield and in Beverly. So it could be that he joined Robin in Wakefield after the revolt. Okay. Kind of makes sense. It does. As for the others, Will Scarlet was called Scathlock in the early ver- versions, which actually means lockbreaker. That's on the nose. There is a, also evidence of a Will Scathlock in Wakefield. He was a monk from St. Mary's of York, and he was thrown out of the... Monkery? I was supposed to say monkery. Out of the... Whatever it's called. Yes. What's it called? Church. Church. Just us call it church. Uh, at the end of the 13th century. For being a lockbreaker. And Abbey, that's the <laughs> And he might have had a grudge, a grudge against the Abbey, perhaps. Um, what about the beautiful Maid Yeah, Marianne? where is she? Well, Robin may have had a wife, as we mentioned... But all these early stories don't mention a love interest at all. Marianne came into the stories much later, actually during the Middle Ages. So during the Middle Ages, there was a tradition of like dancing and plays and merriment to celebrate the Mm -hmm. coming of summer. So stuff to do with crops. And Robin was the main character in some of these plays and dances. And Marianne was introduced then as his kind of dance partner. And they... Marianne and Robin would force revelers revelers? to give money to good causes. And this was where the story that he stole from the rich and gave to the poor originated. So, in Tudor times, the story changed again to make Robin Hood a nobleman who decided to change his ways. Marianne appears in full form at this time too. A lord obviously needs to have a lady... She appears in a play in 1599, The Downfall of Robert, Earl of Huntingdon. Her na- her, she assumes her name, Marion, to s- conceal her real name, Matilda, which is obviously the name of the wife of suspect number one, Robert. Ah. Hood. So, um, according to sources <laughs> or something, Robert's wife, Matilda, actually fled with him into the forest like the original Robert. So it could be that it's based on her. But she is definitely a late addition to the story. She doesn't turn up in the originals. In the early stories, only one woman appears, and that is a nun. And this nun is Robin's nemesis. After leaving the king's service, Robin apparently lived in the woods for 22 years. I mean, good going. Surviving in the woods for 22 years. He's got to have some dreadlocks oh, yeah. up in his hair, like... If he hadn't had shampoo for 22 years. And you always see, like, the modern Robin Hoods are always, like, the hair is, like, <laughs> glossy and it's curly. Tresemade to the max. That, that ain't no hair that's been 22 years. 
So then, for some reason to do with his health, he went to his cousin to be bled. You know how, like, in the Middle Ages, they were like, just, like, bleed a bit. Just bleed a bit and (laughs) everything will be fine. But however, the nun, his nemesis, who performed it, betrays him and leaves him to bleed to death. According to the stories. Never trust a nun. But there's no, like, motive stated. She just does it for the love of The church wasn't very popular then at this point, it would seem. The church is not very popular amongst uh, balladies. Yeah, a lot of these stories are like against the men and women of the cloth. Would this be Tudor time again? This is the original ballads. Yeah, so this is how he died in the original ballads. A story, a later story, says that he fired one last arrow through the window and asked to be buried where it landed. But that there's not much yeah. evidence to suggest that's, that's true. Of, uh, that's not the best way of deciding where you're going to get buried either. Wherever this lands. Wherever it lands. Just bury me there. And it's like, it yeah. landed <laughs> in a cow. Bury me there. So, Kirklesley Priory was where he was bled. And that was actually dismantled by Henry VIII, unfortunately. But the guest house where he is said to actually have died is still there. No way. The ballad says he was a relative of this cousin that I talked about. Uh-huh. And this is around 1347. And the records do tell us that the prioress here in 1346 was Elizabeth de Stanton, who was the cousin of Matilda, Robert Hood's wife. Okay. So Robert Robert Hood looks like a really good candidate at this point. I'm sold. I'm sold. <laughs> You're sold on Robert Hood. <laughs> It's generally accepted that the Arrow story, like I said, is an elaboration. Some pilgrims do go to the site of his supposed grave, but the site, however, has actually been moved three times. And when they excavated it, it was just earth, but that's not surprising, seeing yeah. as it had been moved Moved-y, three yeah. times. But it's still there, like there's a, you know, like a big kind of... Um, it's, it's not- it's not even a grave. It's much bigger than a grave. It's like a square and it's got like loads of inca- like engravings and stuff. Time team. Get that on. We don't have time team anymore, do we? Damn it. This, um, a lot of this actually comes from Timeline, which is, a, it was a one-off documentary with Tony Robinson in God, it. I love Tony Robinson. Um, I love him so much. He's the best. He's the best. So we have a potential Robin, a potential date, a potential Merry Men, uh, unfortunately, no grave. However, there is another potential Robin Hood. Suspect number three is a man who lived in Sussex in 1296 called Gilbert Robin Hood, which is an extremely rare surname. And more Robin Hood. Just one, uh, one word Robin Hood. Yeah, one word Robin Hood. <laughs> um, so more Robin Hoods then began to pop up as people looked. Many of them had committed crimes, and it turns out that Robin Hood, all one word, became an alias for criminals in general. So it means that the name was around 50 years before a man from Wakefield. So does this mean that a prime suspect isn't actually Robin? Well, he may be the Robin of the Ballads, but historians have found another Robin Hood in 2025. He was actually fined at the York Assizes, there's no indication he did anything like the Robin of the stories, but there were people in medieval England who do who did stuff that in the stories 
but they just weren't called Robin. For example, there was a man involved in a dispute with a castle in Shropshire during the reign of Richard the Lionheart. And this guy, called Fitzwarren, um, this was in 1197, he inherited the castle but was outlawed due to some trumped-up charges of treason. And there are stories of him around the Welsh border and they resemble the Robin Hood stories. He had a right-hand man called John. He and the he robs people, inviting them to eat at his, you know, eat with him, and then asking them to pay. He stays with a knight. He kills a sworn enemy in the forest. Ooh, sounds a lot like the Robin Hood stories. It's pretty. And when the comes into the forest, the the king comes into the forest in disguise. All is forgiven. So, is he a better candidate or? Did his name just get changed? So it's kind of hard to say because we'll never know. Of course, maybe there never was a Robin Hood and all of these stories just got like mashed together to create a Robin Hood. You know what I mean? Full yeah. legend. I've got to say, it's a, it's a pretty rubbish way of robbing people. Like a surprise bill. That's just awful. The surprise bill? The surprise bill. That's how he robs people. And this is the bill for your meal, uh, for your meal today, sir. Uh, I, I thought I this think was, I was free. Get a bill. I mean, it's a bit rude. The bill is there. It's a bit rude. And I've added the um, the service charge. I hope you don't mind that, sir. Twelve and a half percent. Imagine, but also imagine being one of those people who, you know, when they add the service charge. Imagine being one of those people who's yeah. like, I actually, um, can you take off the service charge? Oh service my charge, god! Yeah, imagine being one of those yeah. people. What a psychopath! Anyway, sorry if you're one of those people, but that's just your your sociopath. It is not on, <laughs> unless like the service be really bad. Even when the service is bad, I'm too English. I just pay the service charge. I'm sorry. I've been a waitress, and you know sometimes you have a horrible day, so I'm not going to judge you. It's but true. if the food is bad, then that's not the service fault. So no, it's not. Anyway, that's that's a whole other tangent. It's not about but... Robin Hood. So. <laughs> It could be that the stories of Fitzwilliam and Robert Hood of the ballads are both based on an earlier figure that we haven't found out about yet. So there's a lot we don't know, basically, in conclusion. Um, the modern story is set in the reign of the Richard the Lionheart, and Robin Hood is called either Robin Hood or Robin of Loxley. Because of the northern connections, they assumed a Yorkshire one, but there's also Loxley in Stratford-upon-Avon, near Stratford-upon-Avon. Shakespeare country. Not yet. <laughs> in 1196, <laughs> there was a guy called Robert Fitz Odo of Loxley. He was thrown out of his manor and became an outlaw. He was a robber for a while, and eventually he got his manor back. So he is, I guess, candidate number four. He's kind of a more recent development in the candidacy of robin hood yeah he's definitely the one that the film yeah prince of thieves, prince of based thieves on yeah that one so loxley's yeah. grave seems to also match the previous grave that was moved three times like the pattern on it is almost identical or maybe the original grave uh Kirklesey grave was brought there by someone because they believed he was the real robin hood so okay. it, it's a bit of a coincidence that you know, the original grave and the grave of this guy in Loxley is identical. Bit weird, right? Mm. Yeah. So the final, literal final thing I'm going to say 
is about Sherwood Forest. So in the Middle Ages, there was a church in Sherwood Forest and there were fig- figures carved into the stone that are like pagan figures. And the name of like the figures that were carved into the stone is Robin Goodfellow. So perhaps the figure, which is more associated with like nature, like a forest protector, maybe that figure mm-hmm. was actually the inspiration behind Robin Hood. And he's more Robin in the wood slash Robin in the hood. <laughs> in the hood. That's going to totally be a thing one day. So, uh... Modern Robin Hood basically is not the same one as from medieval times. <laughs> That's for sure. And we don't know where it will go next. There'll probably be another film at some point, another TV show. Could be that, Inevitably. you know, Maid Marian takes like a feminist angle and or some other thing. I think that's that. Um, but what do you think, Dan? Who do you think is the real Robin Hood out of our four candidates? The first Wakefield one. one. I was sold. I was sold. I think the the real truth is that they've meshed together stories just as they probably did with Mulan. Yeah. Kind of meshed together the stories of maybe Robert Wakefield and this other guy of Loxley and the guy in Wales, all just general medieval figures and mesh them all together in this kind of story of this Robin Hood whose name came from the names of general criminals and yeah. they've made it into the story of like taking from the rich and giving to the poor yeah embellished it with their own wants yeah. and needs just like in Mulan for the period mm. yeah. so yeah obviously let us know what you think about the stories of Robin Hood who you think is the real Robin Hood if you think there was one and if you'd like to hear more of these sceptical rants about <laughs> who we think that mythical people are. Um, I really think my phone is listening to me, Dan. You know, when you say something and or you look up something and then all your Instagram adverts are... Oh, because yeah. I just... I was doing this research for Robin Hood and the Westminster collection with the, the coins, because I do a bit of coin collecting... Yeah. Advert came up on my Instagram with the Robin Hood coin. And I hadn't no even way. typed it. I hadn't told you on WhatsApp. I hadn't typed it on my phone. Like, obviously, I'd Googled, so it must have. But I Googled on my laptop, not on my phone. That, it's yeah. just it's creepy. I don't like it. But do you, do you have an Android no, phone? I have an though? iPhone. Oh, okay, then that's weird. Yeah, I don't. Apple is spying Apple on is you. definitely spying on me. We, me and my boyfriend tried to test it over Christmas and we tried to say, not type it into anywhere, but say, I want a pink guitar for Christmas. We just kept saying it like verbally to each other. I don't want a pink guitar, <laughs> but um, it didn't come up. So it must be like typings. Like, there's no way they're actually listening to yeah. us. But... Yeah, the typing thing, definitely. Like, as soon as you put it into a search engine, then they're keeping it. But then if you're not searching on Safari, if you're only searching on Google, how how is that transferring over? I don't know. Well, I only use Google, even on my laptop. So it's probably a Google thing. But yeah, I don't like it. It's weird. You can actually go to, I think it's ads.google.com or something, and you can see all the assumptions that Google has made about you. So... 
it all like it assumes your age, it assumes your gender, it assumes things. Really? That... What's, what's that address again? I'm going to do it right now. Adsettings.google.com. 35 to 44. Yeah, they have got that right. What else do they assume about you? Oh, that's because they just know my birthday. That's oh, yeah. why. <laughs> they say things that you like, like video games or like. Yeah. All Saints, Paracel, <laughs> the like umbrella company. <laughs> Lots of stuff about <laughs> Lots of stuff about <laughs> Oh, here we go. Right. Accounting and financial software. I, I guess you that. worked for like me. You work in media, kind of. Hmm. I don't know. Architecture. Yeah. <laughs> auto insurance. I don't know. Auto vehicles. I don't have a car. See, they're not getting it right. No. But girl, it is up, Google. This is, uh, I'm not impressed. Dan's not impressed, Google. Coffee and tea. I mean, I like You're tea, English. Sure. Well, half of you is. Computer components. Oh, no, I have bought, <laughs> I've bought like, memory before. Country music. Okay, definitely You like not. early that Taylor Swift. <laughs> True. Okay, then fair enough. Damn it. God damn it, Google. Google knows more than I do. Google knows you better than your own brain. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's quite creepy. Everyone goes to that website, ads, plural, settings.google.com, and see what they assume about you. <laughs> One of the things that I like is apparently just people search. People search? Well, I guess people we search. run a history podcast, so you're just searching people's names. That is names. true. Jeez. Yeah, that is pretty creepy. I don't like I don't like how much, how, how well Google knows me. Um, but one thing you can do... To, to make sure that your ads are all good <laughs> so you can search for us you can search for us on twitter and on instagram and other places that websites that have mentioned us as well um at have you ever pod on all of those social medias and sorry we're not better at it <laughs> <laughs> and when you found us to listen to us you can subscribe yeah. subscribe Wherever you then listen you'll, to you'll always know about it. Then you won't need to first follow, uh, search for us because it'll every just Monday, know. like magic. Every Monday, um, and <laughs> give us a little rating, five stars, if you want to. But you know, it'd be really good, especially on Apple Podcasts, because it helps bump you up in the algorithm, so more people can see us and hear our dulcet dulcet tones every Monday and learn, learn lots of things about mythical sure figures. Very useful. <laughs> and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.